Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie, a shrimp driving a bus. And I'm Hannah, and I'm not scared to get these jazz hands dirty. And this week we are continuing our zombie saga by discussing zombies too. And it's a movie. I love this movie! <laughs> I keep saying it. It's it is a movie. It is a movie. It has layers, like an onion. Yeah. In some um, parts, perhaps the onion is decaying. No! I love this movie so much! There are certainly parts of this movie that are lovable. Yeah. There are parts that are not. I, I, I will agree. Yes. Um, but before before we jump right in, because this is going to mm-hmm. be... We have a lot to say, but luckily, we took yeah. a lot of notes. We're fairly organized. We oh, yes. We kind of went off the rails <laughs> last episode. But let me tell you, I don't think you guys understand, like, when I'm editing... Nothing makes me laugh harder than we do when I'm editing. So <laughs> I know I love funny. this. We're so damn funny. Oh my god. Ugh. Hannah was talking about how she'll be listening along to our podcast and she responds to what we're saying in the podcast and oftentimes says the same thing as herself in the recording at the same time. She's like, yeah, and I'm surprised. <laughs> even though I'm the one who said it, I'm like, oh my god, I said the same thing, even though yeah. it was me. Yep. Unsurprising. Um, however, um, not last week, but the week before that, when we did the 13th year, is that what we did? Yes. Um, we did a little Beyond the Pot. Was that 13th year? Yeah. Yeah, it was 13th year, because we had Maggie. Yes. So we did our little verbal beyond the pod, a little check-in. Um, and I really liked doing that mm-hmm. in person. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Um, and I asked Hannah if we could do it again this week. And so we're going to do it again. So Hannah, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first really quickly. Okay. Um, let me see. So we do reading, podcast, watching, music. So I've been reading, I'm still reading Pride and Prejudice, like I said last time, but also I got myself, finally, Lizzie's gonna gasp at me, because we've been discussing this for months, I read the first chapter of Book Lovers by Emily Henry. I haven't been able to bring myself to read more more of it, but I read the first chapter, and then I had like a breakdown that night, so. I'm going to camp with my family tomorrow, and it's- Are you gonna read it? It's the only thing I have packed with me, as of right now. Okay, so maybe I'll commit to reading it before you get back. Yeah, I'll be gone for like a week, so. Okay, I'll maybe I'll plan to have it done by next weekend so we can talk. Okay. Oh. Um. Be a lot. So. So yeah, and then watching. I'm um, watching a couple of things. I this past week watched Anatomy of a Scandal, which was very good, kind of topical right now. Um, on Netflix. And I also started watching The Summer I Turned Pretty, which I know is very popular right now. Um, I watched the first couple of episodes. It's very cute so far. Good music. Um, podcast. I'm not really listening to any new podcasts. I'm just continuing to listen to all of my favorites. Binge-topia. I don't remember if I ever actually shouted out the Binge-topia pod. Um mm-hmm. Because I kind of started listening when we were on hiatus, but they're very funny. Would definitely l- recommend listening. They're very smart too. I love their 
um, vocal fry and music. Uh, should I, I should talk about new music. I listen to new music and then I forget and then I recommend the same thing every time. Let me look at my little pod, uh, playlist. Um, I actually, this is a little bit, I don't know if I dare say this. I'm like finally getting into Taylor Swift a little bit, like for the first Love time that. since middle school. Um, so I've been listening to some Taylor Swift, some um, Cool Summer, some Mr. Perfectly Fine. Those are on my playlist right now. I screamed them in the car today. I love that. A late to the game Swifty. Yeah, well, you know, I was into her, like, in middle school, and then I kind of fell off the bandwagon. Yeah. And then I didn't really hop back on. Yeah, I I agree with that. I had a few years there of, I don't want to say, like, disliking her, but she just wasn't in my normal, you know, every day. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, I've never been a hater, but. No, but then I listened to the Reputation album all the way through for the first time, um, our senior fall, mm-hmm. and it was all downhill from there. I l- listened to it for the first time this February when you recommended it to me. It really... One morning. It... She's so goddamn smart. I know she really is. So smart. Dr. Swift. Uh. Girls are so smart. Good for us. Lizzie, what have you been um, um, listening and reading and watching and et cetera? Okay, so uh, for reading, I finally sat down and made myself read A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. <gasps> oh, I still need to get around to that. I woke up 4th of July morning and I cracked the book open and I said, today's the day. We're going to start this freaking book. I started and finished it in about three and a half hours. It was fantastic. It's such a good, like, fantasy entry point, I think, because it's, like, you can tell it's definitely, like, a transitional book of, like, our generation who is into all the dystopian, like, Hunger Games. Um, Oh, God, what was that other... I the never Divergent? Read the series. No, yeah, The Divergent. What was that book Maze series? Maze Runner. With the girls um, on the cover. And the girl's name is like America or something. Oh, I don't I didn't read that, so I'm not sure. The selection? Oh, yeah, okay. I never read those, but I, those were very popular, yeah. yeah. You can tell that that's coming out of like that kind of era. Oh, interesting. Book. And then just kind of elevating it, making it a little more adult. Very good. Mm-hmm. I have the sequel, and I'm ready to read it at camp also. Um, so that's what I've been reading. For watching, I haven't been watching a ton. Um, I did go see Elvis. <gasps> oh my god, I need to do that too. It was really, really good. I love Baz Luhrmann. Austin Butler, that was a damn good performance. Like, I told my mom, like, my mom has, a, like, her, like, little niche hyperfixation when she was little, Mm -hmm. because you know how, like, kids get those, like, for a lot of kids, it was, like, the Titanic, or something like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mine was, uh, the Titanic and the Bermuda Triangle and then the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Yeah, Um, exactly. You know, normal stuff. Mine was Amelia Earhart, you know. Um, (gasps) Yes. Hers was Elvis. So she knows a lot about Elvis. So it was interesting. About 20 minutes into the film, 
I couldn't remember what the real Elvis looked like. Oh my god, because you could only picture him? I was like, it's just, that man is Elvis. It wasn't. It was Austin Butler in a wig, but that's alright. Was it a wig? He didn't dye his hair and get it all styled? I think it might have been a very, very well done Um, wig. He should have committed to the bit. Like, Zed did in Zombies. I think if they had asked him to, he would have. But I think yeah. maybe he didn't need that push. He was maybe doing you're right. Um, so that was a movie for show. I don't. Re- I haven't really been watching any new shows. What about a podcast or a song? TV. So for song, um, I also haven't been listening to a podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend you a song. It's called "The Otter." Okay. Mm-hmm. It's by Comp or Camp. I don't know how to pronounce. Really good, beautiful little song. And what I will say, I'm not going to talk about Top Gun, but I will say that Glenn Powell, who is in Top Gun and also is the romantic hero in Set It Up on Netflix, made a Spotify playlist for his character in Top Gun and made it public for everyone. And it's a fantastic playlist. Like, it's oh, a wow. family road trip playlist. And now we're finding out that, like, the rest of the Top Gun cast did the same thing. And they're all making theirs public. Incredible. Delightful. Oh, no. Are you frozen what? again? No, I'm here. Oh, okay, you're here. You're here. I see you. Yeah, no, I'm here. How oh, is spooky. All right. Um, <laughs> but all good things. Good content recently. Good soup. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, let's talk about zombies. Yeah, um, do you wanna, it's your turn, do you wanna give us our 60 second summary? I do. Hopefully you can do a better job than I did last week. All I did was exposition. I don't Um, know how good of a job I'm gonna be able to do, which is really pathetic considering I watched this movie, um, two hours ago. Well, it, it can't be worse than me. You know, you're in town, act one, song two, too much exposition. You can do better than me. Ooh, um, ooh, she's a theater kid. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Lizzie's so good at that noise. I'm going to cry. <laughs> she's the magic school bus. That's what you should have said at the beginning. I'm the magic school bus. Are you ready for me to count you in? Yeah, I am thinking about the fact that I wish they had thought about approaching me to be the new Miss Frizzle. Oh, that would have been so good. But I'm fun. Yeah, you are. Alright. You don't like science, though. And on that note, let's talk about some zombies. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. So this picks up, obviously, after the first movie ends. So the zombies have been kind of fully integrated into Seabrook, and all of the anti-monster laws have been, you know, abolished. They are getting ready for their version of prom, which is called prawn. We can touch on this in a moment. And when Zed tries to ask the girl, whose name just escaped me, um, to prom, their bus runs off the road into the Forbidden Forest, and essentially, that is where werewolves are, 
So the entire film is basically them realizing Seabrook was built on the werewolves' land. The werewolves need to get their moonstone back to get their power. And also, Zed is running for school president. And maybe the girl with the blonde hair, who is not white hair, is a werewolf. I can't hear you. I love that you forgot her name. I did. What, what the hell is her name? Addison. Oh, well, that's not a real name. Yes, it is. I know people named Addison. Addison Ray. Not a real person. <laughs> True, you're right. I saw this thing the other day. It said, you know, if Addison Ray had just tried a little bit harder to get on that LSU dance team. Dance team? We never would have had her. <laughs> oh my god, I heard the exact same thing. Okay, I'm going to read us our Disney Plus summary, but I'm going to do it quickly because I'm excited to get to Rotten Tomatoes because Lizzie, I was flabbergasted. But anyway, I digress. Let me pull up my little summary. According to Disney Plus, Zed and Addison are back at Seabrook High where after a groundbreaking semester, they continue to steer both their school and community towards unity. But at the arrival of a new group of outsiders, mysterious werewolves, threatens to shake up the newfound peace and causes a rift in Zed and Addison's budding romance. Some flashing light sequences and patterns may affect photosensitive viewers. <laughs> That's the end of the summary. Sorry, I didn't realize. Um, um, well, that's I didn't realize that I didn't read it ahead of time, so I didn't realize that there was an epilepsy warning at the end of the summary. Sorry. But you know what? That's good to know. Yeah, good to know. Um, Lizzie, oh my god. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes has 100%. 100% critic rating. Not even. so much for tuning into this episode of Pod. (laughs) This will be our last episode of the Slumber Party. No, we're not! It's what it deserves! I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> it has them a 64% audience score, but 100% got critic a 100% score. critic score. Yeah. And what did Descendants 2 get? Uh, let me do a quick little look. I bet you it got mm. nothing. Uh, Descendants 2 got a 71 what about the critic score? That's 71. The audience so score was 70, so they're about the same. Nothing. Oh my god! 100%. Ugh. So, Lizzie, you really gotta make your case against this movie, because well, I'm convinced. I... The, the critics are convinced. I don't really feel the need to make my case against this movie, because, like, on surface level, very enjoyable. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Loved the music again. Very easy to get sucked in to the story and to like the characters. Except for one character. Who I ruined, I think may actually be the reason I'm not willing to get this a full five star stamp of approval. Um, But it's the same... Hey. 
I, I'm trying to think what character you didn't like. I'm excited to, I'm, I can't wait to hear. It's the same issues I had with the last one. It was obviously social commentary again. But I yeah, very much so. I felt like the social commentary was done in a way that was not, um, conducive to actually being helpful yeah. to demographics who are oppressed in the Yeah, and to which they stood. The, the demographics that the um, monster characters in the movie stood for, which we didn't make it entirely clear in the last one. I think it, it doesn't hurt to, us to say that it's clear in these movies that the zombies are kind of standing in for uh, people of color in America. Yeah. And then in this movie, the werewolves are standing in for indigenous people. Yeah. And then Which literally is- in our opening sequence, which uh, follows the same uh, formula as last time, we get some breaking the fourth wall, we get some cartoon. Seabrook is confirmed to be founded by colonizers. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's... Uh, this movie also came out in the spring of 2020, so the zeitgeist was, yeah, so, the, you know, I watched this for the first time in the summer of 2020, so the zeitgeist, um, this was a, this was topical, yeah, to say the least. Topical in a way that wasn't the most well done. Yeah. So, that was my It's a good movie. movie. Maybe they just didn't need to um, do it like that. They could have had a movie about zombies and not had it, um, you know, reflect some harmful parts of of our country. Right. Or if they wanted to address these topics, they could have done it, you know. Yeah. They could have done it not not comparing these groups of marginalized people to monsters. Right. Yeah. And not which having is a, which is a big plot of this movie of is um a big plot of this movie is Zed and some of the other zombies, you know, claiming that they're not monsters and calling the other group monsters and pitting being pitted against each other. Um Right. Which is yeah. Right. And I think there's a new level of kind of the problematic nature of this when you mm. recognize the fact that, like, the one, like, savior of them all is, like, Addison, mm-hmm. who is, yeah. like, going between the groups the or whatever, white girl. is, yeah. you know, an incredibly pale, blonde hair, blue-eyed yeah. girl. Who's, yeah. you know, who her her biggest struggle in her life is that she has natural platinum blonde hair, right? And they said that her and, hair is and, and I said, I said no. Utah Mormon mom talk is paying seven hundred dollars every six weeks to get hair that platinum yeah. blonde. Well, in the last movie, here's the thing: um, her wig, she's going with her platinum hair now. You know, last in the end of the last movie, she revealed it. Um, so she's embraced it, and it is much better than last time. It's yes. not giving Party City wig anymore. It's giving um, a little bit unnatural, a little bit distracting, but it's not giving Party City. Right. Could be a lot worse. 
Oh, yes, certainly. Um, We've seen worse. What was I about? I was about to say something related. I don't remember. Oh, and I was going to say, relating to that, another thing about Addison, while we're we're doing our disclaimer before we jumped into talking about things that we did like, um, another thing is that in this movie, another one of the main plot lines is that, oh, perhaps Addison is one of the werewolves. Which is kind of the whole thing about when white people in our country a lot of times are, you know, will claim false Native American ancestry for their own benefit or to benefit, you know, careers or and such. And yeah, to me, that was a little bit that that's not as obvious of a draw, but it it reminded me of it. Um. It reminded me of a, as of a person nose as some of the other references made. Yeah, but yeah, it was apparent you know, enough that we both bumped on it. Yeah, to say, oh, the main character who's a, a white girl who's special also might, you know, um, she might get to be special because she's different, like the like the outsiders, you know, right? And she would get to benefit from it in a way that they don't, right? So, now, that was just, um, yeah, that was an underlying thought process for me, the whole movie. Yeah, like definitely. Said, I'm watching this for the first time, you know, in 2022, after two full years of kind of consistently... Forcing ourselves to pay more attention to things like this in the media that we consume. Because even though those are things that I kind of bumped on previously, it's definitely something that I've become more aware of as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more educated on these topics. So I think probably there is a point not in the not-too-distant past, where I could have just watched this and been like, oh, like, I see what they're doing there, and just, like, enjoyed it. And now I'm like, okay, yeah. I see what they were trying to do there. Wish they had done it differently. So. But, anyway. Hannah? What's your rating? Yeah, sorry, I would- Um- let me do a quick little look. Sorry, I got distracted. I was looking at the IMDb for Zombies 3, and I read something crazy, but I'm not going to say it now because it might be a spoiler. Um, I am going to give this... Um, now, despite the disclaimers that we just made, I think I'm still going to give this a 4.25. Okay. Because... I do really enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it more than the first one. I think I enjoy it equally to Descendants 2, and that's what I rated Descendants 2. I think I'm going to give this one a 3.75. Oh, Okay. That's much higher than last week. Higher than last week. Not as high as Descendants. 
No. However, who knows? This third movie that comes out next week might, might turn be really good. Around for me. Imagine if we're one of the first podcasts ever. We're one of the first reviews. Yeah. I love Making that for history. us. Um, Alright. Okay, we don't have thoughts from an actual child this week. Yeah, unfortunately. Maggie's very busy. Summer vacation and all. So, <laughs> there you go. Hi everyone, this is Editing Lizzie. I lied. We do have a review for this from an actual child. Thoughts from an actual child that Magna Doodle gave us after we had already recorded. So, I'm going to read it to you now. So, her review for Zombies 2. My word. A premarital kiss. And a real plot twist? Shocking. 4.5 out of 5. Much to consider. Much to consider. Um, I was gonna say, I guess we don't really, you know, it's all the same people, it's the same director as last time we left Paul Hohen, but I didn't really feel compelled to talk about um, them again, except for... Actually, okay, there's two things I want to talk about. The first one is a very brief note, and I just, it's, why is Milo Mannheim so hot? I have a big fat crush on Milo Mannheim. How old is he? He's dead. 21. How old is he? 21. Okay. So, like, too young for me. Um, it's too young for me based on my own principles that I won't date anyone who's the same age as my sister or younger. My younger sister. But, like, it's legal and appropriate. It's also very funny because, realistically, so we're both 23, right? Or you're about to be 23. Yeah, I'm about to be 23. To Hannah, the idea of dating someone at this age who is 25... Scary. Abhorrent. Mm-hmm. She dislikes that idea so... So vehemently. Yeah. It, in September, one of the things that makes in September, then it'll be allowed. When I turn twenty three, then it's then it's okay in my brain. So why don't you just make your personal rule two years plus or minus your age? Because I can't. Because my personal rule is no one younger than my sister, and my sister's only sixteen young months younger than me. Maybe he's only like fourteen months younger than you. I'll have to do a quick check, because honestly, I'm kind of in love with him. Here, you um, start talking about your notes, and I'll look it up. Okay. The and second, and the only other um, kind of character note, actor note, I wanted to make, which is something Lizzie and I were briefly talking about before recording, and I had to stop, because I had to save it for the pod, is Baby Ariel is in this movie. Now, my fellow Gen Zers, which is honestly everyone that listens except for our parents... Should know who Baby Ariel is, but Lizzie doesn't know who Baby Ariel is. Um, for those Sorry. of you who are vaguely familiar, she was famous on Musically, which I was not on, but like she was like so famous it was almost a meme. Um, and maybe was still on TikTok by the time we were on TikTok. I don't really know. Lizzie, she was the character, the wolf who had like the little buns at the top of her head, kind of the space buns. She's the character she's like, I hated. Yeah. she She's like the... They threw her in there to get people to watch because she's a famous TikToker. I user. her. Yeah, she, she's definitely... Oh. Uh, she, 
it detracts from the quality of the movie. Yeah. All right. Quickly. When's your sister's birthday? Yes. January 1st, 2001. No. When's his birthday? March of Aquarius. Oh, he's a Pisces. Okay, well. If I'm... I mean, I say this as if I'll ever meet him in real life. If I met him in real life, maybe the rule would be reconsidered. Right. Maybe I'll freeze Kate in time and make her wait a year to turn 22. Like how you feel about... What? What were you about to say? Never mind. We can talk about it later. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, I just saw this photo and it was shocking to me. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Yeah. Yeah. Is he a dancer? Like, classically trained? Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he, like, won Dancing with the Stars. You love a boy who's a dancer. I do. It's not my fault. It's my parents. They put me in so many years of dance lessons. There you go. Um, anyway, those were my only two character, uh, like, actor notes I had. Was, I love Milo Mannheim and Baby Ariel is in this and she's not good. But they used her in all of the promo and, like, marketing and interviews because she's famous. And she was terrible. Yeah, she really was. And I say that with my full chest. Terrible. Like, to the point yeah. where there were scenes I skipped through when I could see that she was going to be talking for a while. I was like, that's enough. She was so bad. She really was. I'm sorry to that man. I'm not sorry to baby Ariel. Um, I'm sure you're great at something, but it's not acting or singing. You're no. great at lip syncing on Musically. R.I.P. Musically. R.I.P. Musically. All um, right. Notes. Do you want to hop into music, or do you want to hop yeah. into something else first? I have a lot of music notes. I want to talk about music. Um, I have notes for every single song. Oh, I don't have notes for every... Well, I might actually have notes for every single song. Okay. Why don't we just go in order and we can talk about what we thought? Okay. Go. Okay, opening number, which is... We got this. Yes. I said, opening number, getting me pumped, great choreography. What were your thoughts? I agree. Yeah. It was good. It was kind of like they're getting ready to like. Yeah, Addison and her friends were at cheer camp, like doing their preparing for the season. Zed was getting ready to ask Addison to the prawn. Um, it was very cute. It was it was very cute, very good. Eliza um, was getting ready to do, uh, do a protest. Um, she's always been an activist. We know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Zed's okay. little sister features more prominently, which was which was very cute. Yes, His little very- sister was only in the first movie a tiny bit, but she, you know, got to dance a little bit, got to sing. She was she was funny, wicked cute. The next song, "We Own the Night," it's the first introduction to the werewolves. This song is fun. everything. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. This is kind of the 
I would compare it to, not really in theme or in vibe even that much, but like in how much I love it, I would compare it to chilling like a villain from Descendants 2. And you would be right to say that. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that one? It was so good. I thought the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, I mean, we know that basically the plot of the Descendants franchise at its core and the plot of this franchise so far, it's the same thing. Um, yeah. That's fine. Tale as old as time. Yeah, um, literally. Yeah. A tale as old as High School Musical. Yeah. A tale as old as Teen Beach Movie. West Side Story. All the same movie. Romeo and Juliet. And I gobble it all up. Rival. I would know. But I bet. I wouldn't know either. <laughs> I don't know. We'll ask someone. Um, Maybe. Probably not. The um, next song, I apologize to, to friend of the pod, Amber. Um, the next song, Do It Like the Zombies Do. Zed's voice was really good, and it makes me sad that they didn't let Milo Mannheim sing more. Most of the songs, they have him, like, talk rap. And he actually got to sing in this, and he sounded good. Yes, he did sound good. This was not my favorite song in the movie. No. But it was It was a little cheesy. Oh, wicked. And that's something. Yeah, it was very cheesy. But, um, you know, he sounded good. The choreo was, was kind of good. Yes. Then we have the very early in the movie breakup song, which is, oh. I called it the, what did I call it? I don't even know the name of it, but I think I call it the Gotta Go My Own Way song. Cause it Gotta Find Where is, I Belong. It's literally the same song as happens in the climax of High School Musical 2, except for this happens like 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> And let me say this, this song was fantastic. It was. I made a little arrow so I can make a note. Mm -hmm. And you know I was serious because I started my note with, um, I was writing, (laughs) I was writing like a talk. I said, if this was a song that came out in early to mid-summer 2020, and it was two people on TikTok who had written this song and posted like a little snippet of it on TikTok. The girlies would be going batshit. Waiting Lizzie, do you know the song? And do you know the song? For seven months. Do you know the radio Like to Be You by Shawn Mendes and Julia Michaels? Yes. It reminded me so much of that. Yes. And I love that song. Yeah. So, and I, like I've said a hundred thousand times, I don't really love a slow song. I don't really love a ballad. This one is really good. But a good song's a good song. Yeah. So. Um, but it is, this is a plot point more than a song note, but it's so early in the movie, which. Yes. Like, they break up like 35 minutes in, but anyway. The next I would song also is- like to say, oh yeah, I would like to make a note if we're talking about timestamps. Would you like to know 
how long they waited to mention a wig. How long did they wait? An hour and two minutes. Oh my god. Almost exactly half the movie went by without them mentioning a wig. And the first time they mention it, Zed is using using the wig against her. He's using the wig. He does. He's like, at least I don't wear a wig. Which is like... He's using her human hair unit as a weapon against her. (laughs) Her human hair unit. And you know what? He's using her own person against her. Here is what I think. I think, as people like us, who read a lot of romance books, Mm -hmm. there's something to be said for putting your hero in cold storage. When he is messed up, there needs to be at least a month of him being miserable before the heroine even considers taking him back. It yeah, took her get that. six minutes. Also, I think your microphone just turned off. Because you're not going. Oh, never mind. You're good. Sorry, I set it down for a second. You're fine. Yeah, we did not get that. But high school, what are you going to do? No. Um, next the next song songs. is Call to the Wild. My note was not my favorite, but objectively good. Yes. I think my issue with the werewolf plot point, other than all the issues we already discussed, their fangs were too much. They looked like vampires at some point. I kept forgetting that they weren't vampires. I did not, like, the head dude of the werewolves, his name is Wyatt, is supposed to be, like, dreamy and hunky, which is hilarious because... I don't know if anyone in high school has ever been dreamy or hunky. Um, (laughs) And he was, the fangs were so much that, like, he was, he didn't even look like a cute kid. Yeah, he looked kind of, like, it was, like, kind of comical. It was too much. And you're supposed to believe that Zed is threatened by him. Here's the thing. We have to remember that these movies are made for children. Right. And I guess it helps if they look comical, they don't look scary. Exactly. However, they were that. so they were so long, they looked like vampires, and I actually had a thought at one point, oh my god, this is like Twilight with vampires and werewolves, and I had to remind myself, oh wait, there are no vampires in this movie. Hannah, where the hell have you been, Loka? Literally. <laughs> I said that That's to the myself name of our Zoom four times right while I was... You know, watching this movie. Alright, I'm sorry, what's the next song? The next song is I'm Winning. It's the rap battle, roast battle for Steve Body President. Yeah, I think it's funny. There's, again, some cute... You guys know I love the choreography. This one has grown. I bet if this had come out immediately pre-COVID, there would have been a lot of, like, sixth-grade talent show dances done to this song. Oh, yeah. Some, like, some dance team or step team. Yeah. Um, the next song was Flesh and Bone, <gasps> which is, like, the climax of the movie. I love the song. And yes. love you. I was trying to figure out 
what this song sounded like to me? Imagine Dragons. It does! This song is 100% the best song in the movie. And you know what? I don't understand when society decided to start taking a dump on Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Have we? I A lot of people, because a lot of people think their stuff is chuggy. And that all their stuff oh. sounds the same. Yeah. Sorry, Mama. Everyone's stuff always sounds the same if it's sung and performed by the same people. It's gonna sound similar. It's the same man. <laughs> yeah. I don't... This was a fantastic song. I liked and it, downloaded this song. Yeah, I was gonna say, I listen to this unironically in, in my life sometimes. It was good. This might go on the um, gym playlist. Yeah, it'll have to. Um, the next song was the Someday Reprise. Which Lizzie literally texted me to, like as soon as she heard it, I'm sure. Because she said, a reprise! That was such a sweet little, little surprise. And My I only was, note I was, was like, um, my only note was the little puppy dog eye emoji. Yes. It was so cute. Yeah, they were dancing I at prom together. It. And they almost kiss. And then they get broken up by you know what? Mayhem. They're like a likable couple. In they the are. Actors, they're cute. The actors have chemistry. They do. I I believed that they actually had a crush on each other. It was so cute. It was very cute. It was a good callback to the first movie. There yeah. actually were some good musical callbacks. Yes. They used a lot of the instrumentals from the first movie, mm-hmm. kind of in like transition moments, which I did like. Yeah. Like the the cheerleader song, whatever it was mm-hmm. called. And then the final song of this movie is called One for All, I think. And at this point, I just realized how much this movie is literally high school musical. Yeah. No one's ever had an original thought. That's why no. all of our episodes sound the same, too. <laughs> they do. We make the exact same jokes every week. Sorry, Mama. It's the same man singing that song every week. <laughs> We're the man. We are, we are. the man. I'm sorry to this man. By this man, I mean the Slumber Party Partners. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear something scandalous? So it's very yeah. good, actually. My mom bought me a new pair of pajamas to wear to camp. Aww. Do you know what they have on it? What do they have? 90s Nickelodeon characters. Oh my god! Like cartoon characters? Like Rugrats yeah. and such? Yeah. So there's gonna be at least three weeks throughout this summer. I'll have you all know now what I'm gonna be recording this Disney podcast mm-hmm. wearing Nickelodeon pajamas. Well, thank goodness. And Even that's though, I mean, it's against the brand. brand but, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes a little yeah. juxtaposition is good. Yeah. I said bipartisanship, but I gotta be honest with you, I'm, I'm not so stoked on that anymore, so. No. No. Alright. Music okay. is incredible. I don't Music? know. 
I told you the music in this one was even better than in the first. I don't even know how much more there is for me to say. I would like to say, we've been talking a lot about the fact that this came out pre-COVID. Right before COVID kind of hit the U.S. I said, you can tell that this came out pre-COVID because of all the skinny jeans. Yeah. And, so many skinny funny jeans. that you mention it, this leads into another note of mine, all the extras. Because I wrote, now this pep rally scene is much better, maybe two to three hundred people, much Instead better of- than the oh. first movie. Yes. Um, all the extras. Now any movie filmed in late 2020 could never. No. No. Um, I don't, I don't even know how much more I have to say. Um, Do you have any fun quotes you wanted to talk about? I mean, I have more plot points, but we have kind of talked about the main stuff. I like, there's a part where they're talking about the werewolves eating people and Bucky, the cheer captain, who's Addison's Mm -hmm. cousin talks about how he's gonna be like super threatened because he's always looking like a snack yeah that made me yeah that that was very funny um i liked he had some great great lines um oh uh, actually you touched on this at the beginning we were talking about the little illustrated narration opening i've decided i really like those and I couldn't figure out what it reminded me of. Sky High. <gasps> it did. Sky We're going to have to do Sky High eventually. I know. If we're going to make an exception for any movie, it's got to be that. Yeah. Maybe we'll and do like a fundraiser or something. A slumber party yeah, fundraiser for a good cause. And if we get to a certain amount... Yeah, we could we'll do that like on our one-year anniversary, maybe or something. We'll let people vote on a non-decom movie for us to do. Yeah, g- great idea, great idea. Because I've gotten a couple requests for National Treasure. I've also gotten—I mean, we get requests for High School Musical three all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to do the new Hocus Pocus? That could I be an do option. No Hocus Pocus. Um, we can do options. We could do it for our one-year anniversary or something. Yeah, they just announced that. Um, the National Treasure TV series. They announced the name of it. Oh, what is it's it? It's going to be called National Treasure, The Edge of History. And if you think I'm not going to eat that up with a spoon, you don't know me as well as you thought. Because I love, I love it. Um, Bonzo? Yeah? Is the tall, kind of like sidekick friend of Zed. He doesn't talk. Yeah, who only speaks zombie, yeah. And is in love with Addison's friend Bree from the first movie. They yeah. were cute. Oh, see, that plotline doesn't really do it for me. But like I it said last time, something something about Bree. Yeah. I don't love, which again, we talked about last time. I need to check myself. It might be internalized things something. in me, but um, they're, they're cute. Like, they're like the little unproblematic couple. They're super into each other. Yeah. I like that they, like, got a little bit more. Yeah. This movie, and they weren't just, like, they were still kind of, like, the friends pushed to the side, but. Yeah, but they had some. They had a little moments. more agency. Um, there were, what was I going to say? 
Yeah. Um. So we. Oops. Excuse me. I'm gonna sneeze. Bless you. Me and Maggie talked about this watching the first one, and I don't know if I talked to you about it at all, but about the fact that her cousin, Addison's cousin, Bucky, his name mm-hmm. is Bucky. Oh yeah. And I really have no recollection. Did I talk about this in the last episode? You absolutely did, yeah. So he says in the thing that his name is, like, Bucky Buchanan or something. Yeah, I think he says that, like, in his class president <laughs> or like, speech. Yeah, it was, like, Bucky Buchanan or, like, Bucky something. I was, like, Captain America? Who? I thought Captain America was Bucky Barnes. He is, but his real name is James Buchanan Barnes, and that's where the name Bucky comes from. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, they're both owned by Disney now, so. I know. Maybe it's the origin story. No. Which is also, well, and that's really fascinating. If we see some of the queer coding going on with this zombie's character, and that millions. Probably not millions. Hundreds of thousands. Maybe millions. Of teenage girls. And their gay Captain America fan fiction. Oh yes. It Copy paste. Copy paste. That's all I have to say about that. I have, I'm just looking through my notes. I have one note that just says Bucky LOL. I don't really know what it. <laughs> what it. Exactly what it was referencing. But he is very funny. It's very funny. Um. There's I have, there were so many, lot, but. yeah, there were so many cute moments in this movie between Zed and Addison, Yeah, like, when he, at the beginning, he's trying to ask her to the prawn, and it all goes kind of awry, and he gets hit by a bus, and it's all very crazy, but there's one yes. in the moment, in the crazy, in the mayhem, there's a moment of calm where he is plastered on the side of the bus, and he's looking into her window, and they see each other, and they put their hands against the glass, and it's sweet, and then it gets ripped away into the trees, I loved that. Um, then she punched him again in the woods because she thought he was a werewolf, just like their first punch when they first met. Yeah. And then Very there was something cute. that I didn't even notice. I've seen this movie many times before, and I noticed this for the first time. In their breakup song, he is putting together all the shredded letters that she wrote him when she was at oh. camp. She was writing him letters, like, he was writing her, and then she was writing back to him, but the bullies at camp were shredding her letters before they could go, so they thought that, like, they weren't writing to each other. Mm-hmm. He finally gets them back, and, you know, they've been shredded. He's putting them together, like, he's, he's like, taping them together, and they say something like, you know, oh, like, you know, we're, we're, we'll me- we're meant to be together, or something very sweet, like, love Addison. Yes. And that was, that was very sweet. I had never noticed that. And then they have a very sweet kiss at the end, which is a little bit ruined by everyone howling during it. Yeah. Um, I didn't love that, because otherwise the scene was very sweet. Like I said, they're a very likable couple. They are. And I'm excited for the next movie to see what we get from them. Okay, I would like to talk about this as the person who watched this for the first time. Yes. Today. At the very end of this movie. Yes. We get a little sneak peek of what the next one is potentially going to be about. Yeah, I, w- I wrote, based on the ending, what is your prediction for Zombies 3? The final, like, shot of the movie is Addison yeah. in her bed. 
at night sleeping, and you see out her window like some sort of asteroid, something crazy and blue, falls out of the sky and crashes somewhere on the outskirts of Seabrook, I'm assuming. There's this yeah. crazy electro magnetic thing that happens. Her radio turns on, whatever, wakes her up. It's all staticky. And her hair glows blue yeah, and glows silvery blue. for like two seconds and then goes down and she goes back to sleep. What are your thoughts for the next movie? So, I there has to be aliens of some sort. Some now, let me UFO. tell you. Hold on, hold on. I'm, when, gonna, I'm not. Oh, gonna, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. UFO people. People are coming from a different planet. And so, what we didn't really talk about because we've been just talking about a lot of other things. So the reason oh, that yeah. we think that she might be a werewolf is because there's this prophecy of what's it called, the Great Alpha. Yeah, the Great Alpha. And it's a girl who looks just like her with this crazy white hair is going to help them find this moonstone to help, you know, replenish them and keep them healthy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they've seen this Did you prophecy. think that she was the Great Alpha while you were watching? No. She definitely did. She definitely did. But then she had her crazy-ass Viking hair, and I said, "Yeah, they would have done something else with her hair if she was the Great Alpha. Yeah, and then when she puts on the necklace and goes, Rawr! And and it's still just her. Yeah, bummer. Bummer for her. But she has to be some sort of, like, chosen one character. Yeah. And her hair glowed when this, like, thing from outer space entered the atmosphere and this wave came on. And she clearly had some sort of connection to the wolves because she was, like, very clearly in this prophecy. She has to be some sort of, like, chosen one character who's going to do something to, yeah. you, you know, unite everyone, whatever. But the thing is, I just don't know who their common enemy is going to be. Because I don't think they can do a third movie where the enemy is the people of Seabrook. I mean, I think they could, but I don't think they will. But do you think that in the new movie, the common enemy will be the new outsiders? I doubt it. Because in this one, the new enemy was kind of the werewolves. It even was. Even though, like, they banded the together. Greater, the greater enemy. The greater enemy. The great, yeah. The greater enemy was prejudice and oppression. Yeah, exactly. And I don't Yeah, and it's hard to say. Like, what stupid, what stupid political metaphor are they going to draw with, with another Alien. group? Wow. Yeah. Immigrants. They get the job done. Anyway, um... My, I was going to say, your theory is very similar to theories that people were kind of talking about when this movie first came out two years ago, especially because um, we haven't actually made a point of mentioning it yet, but there's a lot of alliteration in these movies. Yes. The zombies' names are Zed and Zoe and Eliza and Bonzo and mm-hmm. such. And the werewolves' names are Wyatt and Winter and Willow. Yep. Addison's name starts with an A. And? And so does Alien. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the theory. Oh, okay. I thought... Sorry, I was was hyping it up too much. No, I mean, the theory is also, like, what you said. Also, people, like, you know, 
the blue and the thing. Some people thought Time Traveler because the clock lit up. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Because the clock had a little back, like a reverse and fast forward button on it. Mm-hmm. So, that could be cool. There you go. All right. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Not a damn thing. I actually have one question more. And you could cut it if you want. No, I just kind of want to talk about you. Talk to you. Do you think that the werewolves in this movie actually have a full wolf wolf form? Think Twilight, how they turn like from human to wolf? Or do you think that they're only part wolf, part human all of the time? Part wolf, part human all of the time. Okay. And I was going to say, I was going to go further and do you think that they potentially can go full wolf but full wolf in parentheses and more like um the werewolf in harry potter professor lupin who's like a tall scary wolf oh maybe but i don't know it seems like they're that's like a more human like wolf yeah might just be like descendant from wolves strength thing yeah um because like it's clear that we know from the first movie that the zombies were people and it right. like a nuclear reaction, a nuclear fallout caused the mutations. Mm-hmm. However, the werewolves are born like this, and while the zombies have Z bands that like keep them human like, mm-hmm. the werewolves have these necklaces that Zed tries to compare. He's like, Oh, like without your necklaces you'd be human, and they say, No, we'd be dead. So it's like, they're not human or werewolf. They're either werewolf or dead. Right. So it's kind of an interesting take on werewolves that um, I don't think is a super common one. No. Like, they don't seem to transform. No. Um, that was kind of my question. That's all I have to say. Amazing. Alright, are you ready to sign us off? I am. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I had an awesome time talking about this movie. Um, I'm super duper excited for us to watch the new movie and talk about it. Um, it'll be super fun. Will this be the first time that it'll be a movie that neither of us have watched before? Uh, I think perhaps. I feel like every week we do a movie that either I have watched or you have watched. We have a couple, we've done a couple sprinkle here and there that we've both seen before. But I think this might be the first one that's totally new to both of us. Um, it'll be brand new. I'm excited. I'm trying to think. Our first premiere. Yeah, because I think the only one, because you had seen Dadnapped, right? Yeah. Then, Yeah. This is the first one that neither of us will have Amazing. seen. Amazing. I'm so I'm really excited for that. Um again, if you're listening and you don't follow us on the Instagram, although I think most of you do, please follow us at slumberparty.pod. We've started posting a lot more on there. It's been fun to get back into the swing of it. Lizzie posted a really funny um little meme this morning <laughs> um on our story. It was cute. Um also we've been getting some DMs from fans about appreciating the episodes and that they're excited for new stuff yeah. coming out, you know, people anticipating. Oh, also, yeah. 
I just, I'm sorry, I wanted to say, um, I was talking to a friend and listener of the pod who said that since the hiatus, he has not been seeing our content, like, it hasn't been coming up in his feed, so he has to, like, go to our thing and search for it. We don't post that much. No. If you're interested in making sure that you see our stuff, you can turn on notifications for our account and turn on notifications on your podcast listening app of choice. Oh, yeah. So that you will get notified when we do a new little post or... Yeah. Post new you can subscribe on so, you, feel so you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It means that whenever we post a new episode, it pops up as like um, on the top of your listening as like yeah. something new, kind of the same as if someone released new music, it would pop up at the top. Um, I have do that mm-hmm. for all the podcasts I love, and that's how I know what to listen to that day. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we really appreciate you. If you loved this episode, please uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening. If you're on Apple, you can also leave us a nice review. Um, we would really, really appreciate yes. that. And uh, thank you all so much for listening today. Also, we finally have Canadian <gasps> listeners. Finally! Oh my god, I can't believe it took us this long. Where are they from? Go Canada. Nice Wait, job. Do we, um, do we know? I don't know. Usually we can break down our analytics a little bit further. Let me see. Yes, I can on the computer. Let me see. I have it open. So. Canada. Okay. British Columbia. Ooh, Vancouver fam. Uh, the BC. All right. I was hoping it was a specific Ooh, person Raleigh. in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, we need to talk later. We do. Alright. Okay. Okay. Hannah, take us away. Okay. I have to fight the the urge every week to make a Harry Potter joke. This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Lizzie and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week. Bye! Bye! I nailed it that time. Collectively conceived of. You did. <laughs>